What's going on, everybody? We're back here with uh, my new co-host for the next couple episodes. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not back. I'm just here for the first time. Yep. This is disc golf extraordinaire, water polo <laughs> genius, and I think most impressively, the only redhead I've ever met to pull a pretty good looking wife. This is Greg Edfold. <laughs> I made it out into the sun. I went out into the sun one time. I ventured out, found one, brought her back to the cave. <laughs> She's smoke show, though. <laughs> How you doing, man? How was the weekend? I'm good. I'm good. This is good. I'm excited to, uh, to be on this thing. Talk yep. some trash about some pretty terrible football teams because none of them are the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, we got our 2019-2020 Super Bowl champs. Resident Eagles fan here with me. And finally start talking shit like we deserve. But we're actually going to start here, go over the this series is going to be the NFC previews. So we're going to start with the NFC North. Start with the Chicago Bears. Who is that where they, they finished? They fin- oh, yeah. 12-4. They, they finished. Won their division. It's a shocker. It's probably a shocker to them. Probably. Now, that's, you know, Aaron Rodgers was hurt the entire year. That's right. Matthew Stafford was playing with a broken back the last half. Vikings going to Viking, which means regular season uh, dominance. <laughs> so, I mean, it can be kind of easy to forget. He missed two games after injuring his throwing shoulder. But before that, he was on pace for over 4,000 yards, over 30 TDs. And he was getting in 35 rushing yards a game. So it's actually three and a half points for your QB. It's those two brutal QB sneaks he does. Yep. You got him third and ten, and we got him, and it's booked up, and then he's like, <laughs> and he's, fuck. <laughs> That's that A-Rod special. Uh, I definitely think that he has the widest gap between his ceiling and his floor. I mean, you've seen a lot of Mitch being rookie bullshit Mitch throwing some dumbass throws. What was it, week four that he had the six? Yeah. Down, so, something like that. I mean... He set the NFL record for four-game streak of points. I mean, he was on fire weeks like four through eight or something. And then I think he hurt his shoulder and kind of came back, wasn't as hot. Oh, four to six. Uh, 670 yards and nine TDs. So three games. Insane. <laughs> Just absolutely blew up. Um, to be honest, I think he's a good value. Instead of trying to figure out which Bill Bears skill player is going to be catching the ball and getting the touchdown that game. Why not take the guy who's distributing the ball? I don't, my, my take on it from what I, I mean, and I listen to a fair amount of other podcasts and reading websites and what have you. My take on it is the guys who watch football break down said that Matt Nagy has this crazy, look what an incredible genius he was. But if you'll notice all the genius moves he was making was to limit Mitch Trubisky to <laughs> one look, one thing, yeah, right side true. only, roll out. That's and, true. And so I'm, I'm wondering, I mean, he, I think he was graded out in Christopher Harris's thing as the least accurate quarterback in the, in the NFL. God damn. <laughs> and then Josh Allen fights for it every week. They're like, what did he miss? Half his throws? I got that. Damn. Well, before you said that, I was actually kind of thinking he was going to be a good value as 21st quarterback off the board. I think he has that upside. He might He might be. Right. He's definitely a stream employee. If you don't have those top couple guys, right. he's one to keep in the right. wallet is like, this is a week. Because you might get a 6TD week. You never right. know. Allen Robinson's going to be big. Like, right. Absolutely. These guys are coming back. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's move on to their uh, rookie running back that they just drafted, David Montgomery. Uh, they traded up in the third round to select him. He's not an elite level athlete by any means, but he's a solid college prospect. He can do it all. Um, I think at worst, he's going to take over the Jordan Howard role, which was 250 attempts, which was six months in the league last year. Okay. okay. And he ended up being right around there. Yeah. And in like PBR league, Jordan Howard is still RB2. Um, we forget that Jordan Howard is one of the better running backs 
statistically in the last couple of years. I was going to say statistically. If you're watching him play, it's Correct. like, oh, he hit that dude and then always falls <laughs> forward for the extra one or two. Listen, Eagles got him. I'm excited to have him. Hopefully he can teach Miles Sanders how to hold on to that thing. <laughs> uh, so currently he's going at the beginning of the fourth round. So that's Tariq Cohen's going ahead of him, or I was ranked ahead of him in the one thing. Oh, wasn't um, really. Maybe that's just the one the one okay. range I was looking at. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I just I don't watch enough college football to know these guys as right. as rookies, and then you can't believe anything you freaking hear in camp. Like, he's absolutely. incredible. I heard he's the greatest. He's the second coming of Walt yeah, Payton. Walt Payton, this guy. <laughs> yeah, um, you know what? Right now, he's currently going ahead of guys like Kenyon Drake, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. I prefer to take all of them ahead of David Montgomery. Yeah. You know what you're getting. Yeah. And maybe for a keeper. Definitely for like with a keeper upside. Yeah. But, but is there is that not upside in a keeper if he's a fourth round? I mean, you probably keep him for a third or second, depending on your league. Right, right, yeah. Our league does a – you get him one round earlier. But, what? I mean, so, you know, do a Joe – I think Joe Mixon was going in the fourth round that one year. Oh, really? The next year he's a end a first, mid-second. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a lot of return value, but I think Todd Gurley was going in the fourth or fifth. That oh, year. whatever that year. Here with his potential knee injury yeah. and all this. And then yeah, that was yeah. a top three pick. Actually, so. All right, well, they also got uh, Tariq Cohen. Um, he turned 91 targets into a 71, 725, and 5 stat. So that's just receiving. I mean, the risk. <laughs> I don't want him to do too much wrestling. <laughs> the concerns are just sustaining the efficiency and adding. The all-around David Montgomery. Is Montgomery going to add in some passing work? Or? These days, it's just a couple of horses in the NFL that are getting all the three-down work. Everybody else is a strategy. You definitely don't want Tariq Cohen right. toting it 30 times a game, or that will be the last game that he carries it there. <laughs> and Matt Nagy isn't opposed to using a future back. I mean, he had Kareem Hunt in 2017. Okay. I mean, so it, he's definitely not against that. Um, if Montgomery can prove that he can... Was he? Who, well, but it, that's if, what was the talent there? It was the ghost of Priest Holmes, just the spirit that wandered the building. He scored a, a touchdown a week, though. Because the Priest Holmes averaged a touchdown a week. I think that's when it was um, Spencer Ware got hurt. Spencer Ware was starting. Oh, that's right. That's shattered his whole, his whole life. His, his entire life. That was a quick trivia question. Where is he playing right now? Colts. Shit, you're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing some research. This I had my season. snap ready to go and got him and everything. <laughs> Okay, and then they also had, they had Mike Davis. They pulled him from the Seahawks. I was excited for him until yeah. they drafted Montgomery. My, yeah, I was going to say Montgomery's strictly uh, – yeah. Davis is strictly a fill-in. Yeah. one of those other guys. Yeah. But I don't want to speak on Cohen. I feel like that's a how-you-draft-your-roster setup. Yep. Because right. dude is lightning in a bottle, and he's got one catch, and you're like, one catch, and your phone doesn't show the rest of the stats, and you're like, 89 yards and a touchdown was that one catch. <laughs> like, the guy is lightning and could absolutely strike you from anywhere. So right, he's right. A, a risky if you've been solid ahead of time. Yep. Uh, let's move on to some of the receivers. They got Allen Robinson. I'm very I've, excited. I've always been a big Allen Robinson fan. Penn State? Absolutely. Uh, he got his mojo back at the catch point, even with his new quarterback. Um, he saw a contested catch attempt on 30% of his targets. Let's get those soft hands. Brought in thir- or 74 of them. Okay. Which is nuts. I mean, that's one of the higher level contested catch rates in the league. Um, I think he has a very high chance to bounce back. He's only 26. Yeah, well, it wasn't last year. He was off of a uh, – had missing most of the year. Off that ACL. Yeah, so I – One thing I found, though, was – The only hard and fast rule that I follow is do not draft dudes right after a mid or late season. Cooper Cup, for tear. example. Yeah, <laughs> But um, last year, he was only a wide receiver three or higher, less than 50% of the time, which means 
over half his games, he killed you when you played him. And he still has, I want to get this down, the least accurate quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Throwing in the ball. And while it's great to look at targets and look at opportunities, it's just such a weird, immovable object. Uh, yeah. Unstoppable force. The worst thrower and the best catcher of bad throws <laughs> come together. Well, so, what do you think about Anthony Miller, then? Um, again, I didn't pay a ton of attention to him last year. Uh, not a lot of good things. He, um... I don't know. I'm trying to follow the Bears. Okay. So, <laughs> did you know that before the season started, he had a broken foot? No. During the combine and everything, so that's why he fell. And throughout the season, he separated his shoulder five different times. So then, I don't... I know concussions, and I know a lot of the other injuries, is a sh- separated shoulder one that you're... I get easier and easier and easier. Not like it would. Uh, maybe, but it's one of those where it's almost just like a. I don't know if separated is technically dislocated, but it's basically like it separates, kind of pop it back in, it hurts. But it's not like it's like having it's a not like a sprain where it, it's easier and easier to do it. I don't know, but then again, he did have it five times, but he played through it every yeah. time. So it's like having a kid. Once you tear that thing up, yeah. you just can't. You know, it's only so much work to get you back to. <laughs> he um, but he was compared pretty heavily to Doug Baldwin coming in the NFL. Oh, uh, okay. It's sort of uh, a big uh, not super fast, but a speed uh, route runner guy. Yep. yep. Okay. And he, um, you know, he tested pretty above average on a lot of his routes. Routes. Dude, I, it should be routes. And I always say fucking route when I'm talking in the middle of a sentence. I can get caught out on that shit here. <laughs> um, but, you know, he struggled or he strung together a few solid games in the middle of his rookie season. From 8 to 11, he was the wide receiver 13. In the league, okay, yeah, and, so, and one of the, I'm actually scrolling down. I was trying to figure out to find mm-hmm. Chris Harris's thing. Let me put a shout out to Harris Football and the player profile almanac. I know everybody's got their almanac that they go to. <laughs> but my man watches all the film all the time and writes. Uh, so that's that's my other podcast. Oh, when you're not listening to this, obviously you listen to this twice to soak all the wisdom out of it. <laughs> but then if you got a little extra time. We take the wisdom from everyone take else. Take a little bit of that dogfish. Oh, yeah. Sonic, so what are we brought to you by here today? My man. <laughs> he was on vacation and brought some this dogfish head Sonic Archaeology, which is a whiskey, rum, and apple brandy type cocktail. It's got some honey and lemon and pomegranate juice. Sounds way gayer than it is. It tastes pretty delicious. It's a nice shooter. Um, they also, just shout out to Doghead. Had a whole bunch of uh, other stuff, including a honey rum, which if you liked American honey or Evan Williams, Tennessee, and all that stuff, uh, it's that but rum. And that was also pretty slamming. And now I have a, a champion-sized glass of it. Um, anyways, Harris's thing was that at his, in his in his best moments, he looks like a playmaker, hard-cutting route runner. He compared him to uh, Sterling Shepard. almost said Lido Shepard. He's a defensive <laughs> But yeah, so sort of a small, strong, solid, like, gets you out and... Out of the slot type dude. So okay. that's another one of those. That's more of a safe bet. That's the opposite right. of Tariq Cohen. Yep. So, you know, right now he's going in the uh, beginning of the 12th round. He's being drafted after Emmanuel Sanders, who I'm not taking because he tore his fucking Achilles. Damn, he's so good. Too. He was amazing. And, and I don't, I don't so understand fast. why people are... No one has ever come back from an Achilles tear in the NFL. Especially a player like him who relies on speed and agility. No one has ever come back. And he did it in the middle of the season. All that makes me sad for Kevin Durant. I know. I know. <laughs> this dude, I'm so much more upset about Kevin Durant. This dude, his whole thing was like, I'll smoke their point guard. I'll, I'll just jet right by him. And I'll jump over their center. And then jump over their center, yeah. And then shoot threes <laughs> with their shooting guard. Like, <sighs> oh, well. This is going to make me sad. But anyway. Sixers! So he's going in the <laughs> beginning of the 12th round. 
I honestly think it's a really good value. Bikes. I'm, I'm grabbing it. Bikes. Bikes. I just yelled shit. Tom Sikar. <laughs> Bikes. All right. Yeah, listen. This is the 12th, the 13th, 14th round. And again, if you're in keeper or in whatever else, that's the time for... I can just never bring myself to really authentically make ranks that go that deep. I rank my first... 30 or 40 guys and then after that it's like I love this dude I don't care where he's going (laughs) he might not be back when I'm back so he and I we're doing it right now (laughs) alright and then I also got Taylor Gabriel Uh, I think he's good for the offense not really for fantasy just being nice yeah you're you're one bomb he's Deshaun Jackson light yeah definitely light (laughs) he's the dude who's always on the other team when they smoke you (laughs) you read that Taylor Gabriel caught two 80 yard bones you're like I guarantee I'm playing him yeah (laughs) I don't need to look alright so then I got Troy Burton Burned a lot of guys last year. Um, even though he finished as the TE7. I love Trey Burton so much. Yeah. Eagle. <sighs> yeah. He was too reliant on touchdowns. Philly, Philly. And uh, he only surpassed 40 yards in three games. Was he injured? Nothing just... Well, that's that's Mitch. Just they sucked. That's and cocaine Mitch right there. <laughs> got him going. And everyone had such high expectations for him. People were drafting him like fourth, fifth tight end off the Dude, board. He's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. He's a great player. I think... He could definitely end up as a top eight tight end again, but he's going for more of a discount this was, year than last year. I was going to say, he's that dude that when you're looking at your roster in the draft, and you're like, oh, shit, I never got a tight end. And it's round 14. Let <laughs> me get Trey Burton. I, I think he's solid. I think he's a good player. If Mitch makes that step that you're saying he's going to, hopefully, Trey Burton will be a beneficiary. Because, I again, I don't I don't see him wheeling and dealing slicing and dice. He's right. not a, a Rogers. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he's not. <laughs> And it's called a fucking transition. That is a transition. Because right now we're going to the Minnesota Vikings. Eight, seven, and one. Kurt Cousins. Started out real hot first four weeks. It's averaging 350 yards and two and a half touchdowns a game. He's this, this dude, I, he, I'm, I'm somebody who can't separate how I feel about a person. He's just a tool bag. <laughs> He's such a, you like that? It reminds me of that bowling club with those guys. You. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am that bowling guy. But, um, yeah, listen, guy puts his stats up. I love the receivers. So, I mean, he's got two of the top whatever receivers in the league to, to, to dish to and Alvin Cook. And I don't know. He's going to get your stats. He's another. You know what? I don't he, feel bad having. He's never thrown under 4,000 yards as a starter. I you mean, like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to not rank him up there when he's got such talent. I, I think I'd rather take the talent than him. Um, yeah, 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 and 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 hopefully that defense will keep them ahead. Yeah. I just if your if your family's on ransom and all they have to pay for ransom is for is for a for Kirk Cousin to make a good clutch decision, your family's dead. <laughs> like the guy, the moment it comes, he crumbles like a cookie, like one of them crappy Docs cookies, not even heterodox or whatever they're called, not even the good Oreos. <laughs> A giant store brand. <laughs> yeah, <it was> <laughs> right. So they also got Dalvin Cook. Uh, a lot of people are on Dalvin Cook this year. I'm a little worried about him. I mean, he's been injured, but we've seen enough of him to know that he's a very good player, especially in the passing game. Yeah, um, he's uh, he's somebody who I do. I don't say believe the hype after I just said fuck the hype, but he's one who I do. Like I'm hearing, it's not like he blew everybody away. He's the fastest human on earth because he didn't come in as the fastest human on earth. He came in as like a steady, great pass catching, like right. seasoned, ready for the NFL type dude. And to, to just hear like he's back, he's here, he's you know, right. he wasn't reporting any pain. I never believe those guys. I'm 120. Like you're bad at math, is what you are. <laughs> so. But, 
He's back. Well, yeah. So, what was the game film review? The, I'll just. I occasionally I'll pull some stuff from the Harris Almanac, which again you should get. It's great. Um, through his film study, he was saying Cook seemed like he was able to hit a crease hard and go. There's a Week 12 screen pass TD that if you want to watch, just like how quickly he hit some Michael Vick light. Um, but he just didn't look as natural last year, and I think that's you're going to see that as part of a, of a person who is overcoming an injury, and you're worried as somebody with half of an ankle between the two of them on my end of my legs. Uh, <laughs> I know what it is to think you got to move and then go, well, I don't really want to make a fool of myself by shattering all my bones uh, <laughs> by dunking on this guy. Cause that's what I do. I dunk on people. But I, and then you have Alexander Madison, dude. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like a third of this list is, I have no fucking clue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really, he's seventh well, string. There's a word that he might, let me take some carries. Let me go back to Dalvin Cook quick. Thank you for all that. He's going in the second round. In the middle of the second round. Yeah, no. Not to me, he's not. You're grabbing him early? No, 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 no. I mean, if he, goes, if he falls to the third, I like him. He's got talent, but again, I don't trust Kirk Cousins and I don't. He's he's better, but I, yeah, I got to yep. see something. I'm, I'm willing to not tank my season on some. I got you. High height. Okay. I was at Madison. Um, he's just the rookie that they drafted. People are loving this dude. They're getting him in the 11th round. I'm not a huge... Is that off of skills or off of Dalvin Cook injury history? Both. Okay. Got him both. Um, you know, he's got the three-down skill set. He can take over if Cook misses any time. I'm not ever a person who really loves the whole backup running back thing, unless, like, if I have Zeke and I'm worried about this holdout or something like that. I'm but like, you can't. You can't legislate. They're not going to use the offense like they did. Exactly. They're just going to give him a thousand. Exactly. That's literally all the people you have behind Zeke and that other one. I was like, who? Who? Right. Right. He's right. going to get five hundred touches. And that's why I don't exactly. like the whole. Again, again, it's a keeper thing. If you know enough about him and you like, you like him in the way he moves. Yep. That's not a bad option. Yep. You know what? Anthony Miller is going a full round behind Alexander Madison. I I would I'd much rather have Anthony Miller. Yeah, than yeah. Figure something else. Somebody you know is going to get you paid a little bit. Yep. Yes, my guy, my guy, Stefan Diggs. Is that next? Is who we're talking that about? Next, dude. I love Diggs. At freaking when he, uh, when he beat when they beat the Saints and made that move, <laughs> and he's just like, I, I, I screamed no. I peed a little. I'm gonna be frank. Like, I mean, we can be honest here. <laughs> I peed a little, and dude, he just runs routes. He's tight. He's got a little bit of talk shit, but it's not. Right. He's not out there in the, in the media about nonsense about people he's about to play. He talks after he schools you, which is the way to do it. His success rate in man coverage is in the 97th percentile. He just he's he's got amazing. And you know what? He's also amazing at the contested catches in the 90th percentile for the second year in a row. If they start to lean on Kirk Cousins a little bit and he throws more, which I have seen over my years that second year in an offense, they start to pass a little bit more. Okay. That, as long as you keep your same coaches and everything. I mean, oh, but is that a new a new quarterback in an offense? I mean, Kirk Cousins has been new in coach, seven new offenses. Coach, new coach in an offense. New coach in uh, Okay, okay, okay. So they might start throwing a little bit more, especially if their defense isn't as great as they think they want to be. So he's going in the back of the third round right now. Diggs is? Yeah. Diggs was one that I, I kept for. I got him years ago, and I've kept him for a couple of years. <laughs> and now I'm out. I can't have him anymore this year. But third round is where he's at. Yeah, you could start your whole draft with like Julio Jones, James Conner, Stephon Diggs. Somewhere there's a ballsy dude or chick or equal opportunity here who is but no who's at the end of the no what? No children. You can't let kids in this thing. It's a fucking man's game. 
Um, there's somebody who's got that turn, that first overall, 10th overall, 12th overall pick, who's going dig stealing. And everybody's ranks, they're right next to each other. Yeah. Just a badass move. Like, yep. let me get them both. My last year, three TDs a game were being scored in that offense. <laughs> my dad's in one of my leagues. And, like, he's, he's definitely not the best drafter. I mean, he gets shit on all the time for it. <laughs> Dude, last year, he was the number one overall pick. Went Todd Gurley, Thielen, Diggs. And fucking crushed <laughs> it in the first, like, the first seven weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude was, Adam Thielen was the seventh best, or the number one receiver. And then it just switched to Stephon Diggs. So he had a number one receiver and running back. Forward point. and back. Yeah, yeah, what do you have? 64 targets, 400 yards, and five TDs just from week 10 forward. Diggs? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. And then, yeah, Thielen had 426 yards. So same yards, but two yeah. TDs. Yep. And so Thielen's fantasy production I mean, averages were basically cut half from the first six, from the first eight games, for the last eight games. I mean, he started on fire. Chances are it kind of balances out. He was still the wide receiver seven, even with that terrible second half. Yeah. And he was also the eighth most consistent, which that's what everyone loves about Adam Thielen, his consistency. He might not have the upside that Diggs does. He's going to get a couple touchdowns in some games. And he's my favorite player in the NFL. Thielen? Yeah. Really? I love his whole backstory. I got a signed jersey of him from college. It's fucking sick. That's a... Not a sponsor yet, but it's a pristine auction specialty right there. And I wear that shit to all my drafts. Fucking love it. <laughs> so aren't you a Vikings fan? Ah, it's just, I'm an Eagles fan. trashy people with trashy fans. <laughs> Fuck them. That's why we put it to them in that NFC Championship. We say game. that, but I'm pretty sure Eagles Birds. fans are known as being the worst fans. In the NFL. No, just the other day, Reddit released, uh, which Reddit subreddit had the most uh, cursing Per whatever, 100 uh, words or something. Do you know what the most vulgar, foul fan base on, on Reddit was? In football? Or in general? It, either the, the football subreddits, the Eagles subreddit, Vikings subreddit. Do you want to guess? It's from the worst state in America. Sounds like New Jersey. Wow, that's cold as ice. There are no official Jersey teams. It was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Really? By a, like a chunk. Really? Eagles were at the bottom. Four point something words per thousand were curse words. Because we're talking strategy. We're a brilliant fan base. <laughs> it's because we have some vocabulary to talk about. Right. We're polishing our beers for throwing at the next whatever game it is. You got to polish them off. That way they glean. You got to give everybody a chance to duck them. <laughs> All right. So um, he's currently going ahead of Diggs. Usually their ADP swaps by the time the season rolls around. I'll take whoever one is the second off the board. Take the value. Oh, you really will? If you're looking at them both? I'm saying I'll take whoever gets drafted second. I'll be that one drafted in second. Like Diggs go, I'll wait for one. They're both late. They're both later than ADP, and they're there for you. If they're like both for this season, reason they're fourth and fifth round. You're wearing his jersey. You're jerking off in his jersey. Is that who you're taking? Uh huh. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'll wear it after I jerk into it. Get him. All right, Kyle Rudolph. Fuck out. Fuck Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is, if you get to the end and you're like, oh, damn it, I do not have a tight end. You don't draft a tight end if Kyle Rudolph's on the board. (laughs) You draft another injured kicker is how that works. That's that Visco shout out. (laughs) Kickers, baby. It's really all that it is. If you don't have two or three to choose from, it's a matchup based. You're not doing this right. Listen, he's going to likely end up to do well enough to be a low tight end one because it doesn't take very much. Yeah. You're going to hate having him week to week. I was super excited they drafted Irv Smith Jr. I was hyped for him. 
until they resign Rudolph for the four or five year deal. Irv Smith Jr. was going to be a beast. What's, what do you got about him? What do you know about Irv Smith? Yeah, just your take. Aside from those like two Iowa guys coming out, uh, the Noah fan and um, Hawkinson, he was one of like the most athletic guys. They were real excited for him. So then I'm I'm a proponent of talent will win out. I mean, they signed the dude. Yeah, but they gave him five million dollars. Right. Like they make a billion dollars these teams, right. and if Irv Smith is jumping over Kyle Rudolph to make catches, <laughs> I think they're going to find a good coaches. I guess who's 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 over there at? Uh, oh, what's their name? What's the, the goofy face? Zimmer. <laughs> Mike Zimmer, <laughs> defensive minded. Yeah, defensive minded Zimmer. Yo, before I forget, I'm going to throw this out there. It's a stat that everyone on Earth needs. Yeah. So Ed Reed just got uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame the other day. Okay. And um, somebody was pointing out that in 2009 or 11, he knew their biggest game coming up was uh, Peyton Manning week 11. So, yeah, so it was 2009 and it was week 11. Um, he They run this the, – the offense sets up a scheme that looks exactly like the, the Colts were running that year. And Ed, Ed Reed intentionally runs the wrong way or mis, misinterprets the play, like covers the wrong guy twice, knowing that Peyton Manning would see that on film. And then week 11, in a prime clutch moment of like, we need this game on the line, that uh, formation comes up. Ed Reed reads it correctly, knowing that Peyton Manning's going to throw it there. Pick off. Like, ha, they win that game. That's some Ed Reed Hall of Fame shit, and I didn't know if I was going to get it. Ed Reed is fucking amazing. (laughs) Holy shit, that's a stat. That's great. He did it intentionally in multiple games. He'd see it, and like, oh, this is that Manning set. I wouldn't let a touchdown go, but like would start reading it wrong, right? And then adjust, and so that's fucking incredible. Good guy. All right, let's move on to the Packers. Six, nine, and one. Nice. So, Aaron Rodgers, and actually, I have a crazy Aaron Rodgers stat I want to pull up while I do that. Dudes, he's boned. <laughs> Danica Patrick is the first dude, the most recent dude. Sort by. <laughs> sort, sort by. He's just fun. Fun. I mean, it, it, the list, the highlight of his throws when he's done is going to be the best NFL films thing that there is. I think he is the best quarterback. Talent-wise Talent of all time. Yeah, Everyone yeah. always says Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's the most winning this quarterback. You can't he's the greatest. That, Greatness but, is the how you deal in the clutch and how you deal. And he's got great stats and he's a good quarterback. Right. But talent-wise, I think it's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> As a purely talent quarterback. Put Aaron Rodgers with Bill Belichick. Yeah. Instead of Mike fucking McCarthy. Come on. If I've got a dude holding a lit cigarette 40 yards away (laughs) and I jackal style need to (laughs) take his arm off. I want Rodgers. I don't want it. Honestly, I'm excited to see Aaron Rodgers fully unleashed unleashed now that they got rid of Mike McCarthy. Uh, He's going in the middle of the fifth round. He's been going in the third every year. Right, right, right. I mean, well, that's because there's there's people ahead of him. There's people who got that that cheat code, as a lot right. of people refer to it with right. the running, the Mahomes and the Watsons. But so, I mean, you got a discount on that. He's always in the top of. Uh, let's Bobby Sylvester always says it on the Fantasy Pros, uh, like VDP or something like that. Basically says value something. Basically, we're like over the value over quarterback. replacement or something like that. Aaron Rodgers is always in the top, like seventeen, fourteen of that. Where is he? Or Something like that. Value over replacement. That's war. That's that something baseball. like that. Baseball's too. He's always at the top, or he basically says, like, he's always worth a first-round pick, but you get him in the third. So you can get him in the fifth or sixth this year. I might pull the trigger on him. Yeah, that's an easy... That's usually the dude who... Uh, the dude who doesn't know football, but who plays because he used to go to school with your buddy. Yeah. Because you needed a 10th or a 12th right. guy. 
Uh, he's always like, oh, A-Rod, <laughs> Yeah, I mean... He's every- also the dude who asks in the 10th round if Gronk's still available. He drafts, you got a good dog, Gronk? In the 12th, you're like, shot, shot for you, sir. <laughs> every year he's played and started a full year, he's been the number one or two quarterback in fantasy football. Um, yeah, I, I people turn away from him because it's because it's you want to be a genius. Yeah, you want to be so smart and you want to say like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is right. number two, but in the fifth, you're right there. You can't do better than to get the number right. two quarterback. And the last four seasons, including what was a uh, what he was pacing for in the injury short in 2017, where he got hurt, he's averaged over a hundred attempts inside the 20 yard line. Last year, he had 64. Who, oh, dude? Yeah, he just puts it in. Like I don't care. Like no points of the guy. He does that Cam Newton thing. He's like <laughs> that's, that's my guy. Though, like. He had almost half of his attempts inside the 20-yard line this year, and that's why he only had 25 touchdowns. Still set a record for touchdown interception ratio with 25-2. In, like, inside his? Yeah, in the red zone. Oh, going in? Pass attempts in the red zone. And he you said that's why he has few touchdowns? He averaged, in the last four years, he's averaged 100 attempts okay. in, the, in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. Last year, he had 64. Okay, so he's a little short on that. that so, like, almost half. 64% to be... I'm not a, I'm no scientist, Seth. I appreciate you <laughs> putting my stupidity on it. You're an English teacher. I get it. Top but, 12 finishes. Uh, eight top 12 finishes in his, whatever, 12 years, 14 years. Right. It's So here's the stat I wanted to say that kind of like blew my mind. In his last 49 games played, he's 24, 24, and 1. What? Yeah. It's trash. Drop him down. Sixth round. Like, that is bad. I think we can all agree. He's a 50 percent win rate in his last almost 50 games i had no fucking idea <laughs> yeah i don't know what yeah he gets frustrated he starts throwing it he, he's brett Favre. i mean it's great that he's on the packers because he really is he's brett Favre, except half of his craziness is off the field and half is on so it's so funny really like, when he got drafted he like wanted to just be friends with brett Favre and oh, didn't want to ever a, be that player that's such a heartbreaking story and then that, like, Favre wouldn't talk to him in the thing. I wouldn't help him. They say he sat by himself, like, old school, middle school cafeteria. He <laughs> <laughs> said uh, the first day of practice, Brett Favre is uh, in there reading the paper by himself. And Aaron Rodgers is, like, the weird little nerdy kid who's, like, nervous. He goes up to him California. and was trying to, like, joke with him and said, Hey, Grandpa, how's it going? And because everyone knew, like, Favre was the his way out. Yeah. So, dude, the whole fucking cafeteria gets silent. Everyone turns and like Favre's just like reading his paper, like looks up at him, and he's just like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> like, good start, Aaron Rodgers, for your career. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I mean, he, he, more than that, he did him dirty. Like, he just didn't help him. Didn't want to walk. No, not at all. There was a side note. There was a good podcast about that. It's called Sports Wars. I don't know if you've heard that. Was it like beefs? Sports it, beefs? Yeah. So they had a whole series on uh, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. They had a Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, Kobe Shaq. Tennis ones, if you're into that shit. One time Tim Hardaway shot 50 yeah. cent nine times. That one was in there. I remember that. It was a good one. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, Aaron Jones. Um, he's an he's an idiot. He's a good football player. My biggest worry, he's Zeke's cousin. I don't know. They like my biggest worry is you're gonna see him pulling somebody's titty out uh, <laughs> on spring break somewhere, or with a with a fat with a blunt in his hand. Like he's out six games now. He's stud. He's definitely better than Jamal Williams. He's a stud. He's a very good player. Um, he averaged like a fourteen seventy six in one line. Oh yeah. When once he took over the starting job. What's uh, what's the coaches? Uh, this is where this is where my depth. So is. this is the part that I'm pissed off about. I was real excited for Aaron Jones. 
They just signed Matt LaFleur. I was going to say, Tennessee. Which is where bad people. Which is bad that offenses whole go to die. Issue with um, Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis splitting touches when one's clearly better than the other. Who? Uh-huh. As a runner, who is better? Derrick Henry, Deion Lewis. As a player that I would want to play? As a runner on your team. Derrick Henry's not good. That's, I, I'll, I'll step on that. That is the hill yeah. that I will die. You will find me dead on that hill. That's fine. Derrick Henry is poor. Okay. I wouldn't tackle him for any amount of money. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to tackle him to save one of my children. Like, my, my kid's done. <laughs> he is done. I got two and this thing works. So, like, it's fine. All right. But, so anyway, I mean, so Aaron Jones is explosive, but LaFleur has come in and repeatedly said he wants to do a running back by committee with these two. Everybody does. That's just, that's the way everything is. Unless you've got the 265 pound back who can run like that, the David Johnsons and the, and that's why those dudes are going one, two, three, four, five in the draft. Mm-hmm. Is that and, and or Alvin Kamara who's just like dynamite. But uh, so Aaron Jones, what do you got? Some more stats for me? Well, I'm, I don't know. I'm, the, I'm real butt hurt by the floor because if Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones has top five potential if he's the full time starter. He's that good. He's on Green Bay offense. He, right, he's, he's going to get all them TD. Right, like, dude, he's caught at the beginning of the third round. I could start my draft with like Barkley, Mike Evans, Aaron Jones, and then get like Robert Woods in the fourth. I'm so happy with that start of my draft. Yeah, I mean that's you're fucking done. Like, game's over. You're good. Jamal Williams going at the end of the 16th round. There's value there if this is going to be a running back by committee, which it's probably looking that way. I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers' offense, but. I guess Aaron Rodgers can't choose who's on the field. I think in your first year as a coach, you want to get what you can get. You want to win. Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to take over Peyton Manning style on Adam Gase. Like, this is my offense. We'll run it. You do great. Can everybody clap for the coach? <laughs> uh, and I think Aaron Rodgers wants to win. There was a great article in, I think it was Sports Illustrated, that was talking about like Green Bay and how that just the toxicity of that. They should have had three Super they should have two or three. There's no reason that the, the Tom Brady era of Super Bowls is a list of all these teams that should have beat the shit out of them right. that fell forward for one reason, which is the greatness of New England. But right. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers should have third or four right now, and I think Aaron Rodgers knows of those two backs who the best is. So that's what I put my faith in. And he I would likes totally Aaron see third. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, Devontae Adams, the greatest red zone receiver in the league. Wondering if that's Joel and Brittany here. Is Vic here? Michael Vic, I believe, is supposed to come later. That's why we got dog fight going in the. There's not much to say about Devontae Adams. The guy can catch. Aaron Rodgers will throw it through a group of people, through an entire line of people, rugby scrum style, and get it to Devontae Adams. So, like, he's getting his. Devontae Adams. Um, it's, uh, target's crazy, skyrocketed. He was the wide receiver three in a year when Aaron Rodgers only threw 25 touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy has talent. The guy yeah. is, is elite level talent, and he's on the best team. I don't, I don't know that he's the, like the greatest, fastest. He's not the greatest. Team. He's very good. He's actually every year he's gotten better, and better, better. Like very now he's good. actually like one of the best receivers in the NFL. I, but I think, player. but I think he's going to be the best receiver in the NFL this year. Like I just think he's your he's wide receiver yeah. one. Like yeah. He's just going to be. Because Aaron Rodgers will put it there. He's yeah. like, I can put it over that dude's helmet. Yeah. I can put it. Yeah. Devontae Adams had like 12, 13 touchdowns of Aaron Rodgers' 25. Yeah. I mean, he's going to it's gonna be amazing. So the question is, who are these next guys do you want? Who do you want? You want Allison? I was going to ask you, what is uh, what is your opinion on the Geronimo Allison, Marcos Valdez scam thing? 
I'm a fan of acronyms, so I will be getting MVS just so that I can say MVS. Although, man, to do a sweet like (laughs) molten vagina. So here's so everyone's saying that it looks like uh, MVS is going to be the another the second outside receiver. Okay. Okay. How often do or does Green Bay run three wide receiver sets? Almost all the time. I feel like you know this number. The exact <laughs> number? I don't, but it's very, very high. So my point I'm getting at is Aaron Rodgers is a player who plays on trust. He trusts Geronimo Allison. He loves Geronimo Allison. He was, um, he's going to be the big slot receiver, which is what everyone's, like, he's come out and said that. Well, Geronimo? Yeah. He ran 12% slot last year. Yep. But, like, the team has come out and Geronimo has said, like, right. a week ago, he's like, I'm taking over the slot role. And you know Marquez Valdez Gandini ran 46% of them? Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm following. Go. Yep. So, everyone's now saying, oh, well, MVS is going to be the number two receiver because he's the one in the two receiver sets. Oh, dude. They almost always run three receiver sets. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers has thrown over 25% of his targets into the slot. Which, for fantasy, slot receptions are very valuable receptions. And 25% is fourth most in the league. Geronimo is going to see his work. He's going to get his. He's probably going to be going after MVS. And just because he's not your second outside receiver, I still think he's the number two receiver to Devontae Adams. Okay. That's another, yeah, taste or like. Yeah, I'm looking at the rankings here on the, the Harris Almanac. And in typical coward fashion, he always puts these guys he doesn't know about back to back. 45, 46, 48, 48. He does it with Diggs and Thielen. He's done a really good last right. years. Yeah. I'm just going off the numbers. Last year, MVS was out of the slot 46% of the time. Yep. I don't know, man. I, I'm always one to think that the talent's going to win out. And so if Geronimo Allison has announced in the world that he's going to be in the slot, give me the outside guy. You think so? Yeah. I just, if you're asking me, they're, they're both. This is a this is a hit or miss one. I mean, the one one's going to give you a solid, and one is going to. I think I'm just always in an Aaron Rodgers office. One is going to go tremendously above value. Typically, the second receiver for the Packers is a top twenty four receiver. Yeah, there's so, been years where they number one and two have been in the, both in the top twelve. So give my man the Exxon Valdez. Yep, it's going to oil it up. So the ghost of Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Who? <laughs> The yeah. guy's still alive. The guy still plays. He should have retired. Gronk should go over there. Right. So what do you think Gronk and A-Rods would do? Oh, my God. Well, everyone always says Rodgers doesn't use his tight ends, but has he ever had one? He's yeah, never had a Gronk. The, the tower. But, but they also said that about Jimmy Graham. I don't know. Jimmy Graham is going to be uh, – he's going to get you 60 Ds. And, and so hopefully that's the game you streamed him. He didn't get the uh, tight end – or the, not the tight end, the touchdown opportunity that everyone was expecting. Oh, yeah, Rodgers only threw 55. We right, just right, talked right. about the whole stat. So – I don't really have an interest in him. I think he's someone you could stream, but you're never going to be. What's his upside? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, he he has to have a touchdown, have any kind of value in a week, and, right? So unless he's touchdown. unless he's playing you, <laughs> unless he's on the other team, that's when he'll go for one forty yep. and three. Just yep. like, all right, last team, Detroit Lions, six and ten. I feel like later on, Aaron Rodgers is going to become the Pete Rose of. of it's going to turn out that he bet like, could Aaron Rodgers throw five touchdowns this game? <laughs> he just said, would Jimmy Graham get three touchdowns this game? And Aaron Rodgers was like, I bet he will for my money. <laughs> the Lions, 6-10, and ten, the new quarterback, uh, not the new coach. They brought in a new uh, offensive coordinator. Um, let me look that up. But, so who took Matt Stafford? So Stafford, Matt Stafford is your standard, like, 
I got a quarterback now. Yep, he's just very no upside. He's probably going to end up as a QB one, but like you're not going to be happy playing him week to week. Up until the Golden Tate trade, though, he was averaging 273 yards, two touchdowns a game, which is pretty good. As soon as Tate left, <laughs> Daryl Bevel, who just runs, who establishes the run to death <laughs> in Seattle. So yeah, let me immediately <laughs> minus on everybody in that lineup. Go. Yeah, so. As I said earlier, Matthew Stafford had like a broken back for like half the season. Jordan Jones was hurt. Um, Kennedy Galladay and Marvin Jones present a very nice duo on the outside. I think for Stafford, I think he's going to be all right. I'm not drafting Stafford, but I'll probably draft his pieces. Um, speaking of that run game, carry on Johnson. I love him. I was going to say, you, the, the pause there and the drool that came out of the corner of your face <laughs> indicates to me that that's, a, that's somebody you're a fan of. Yeah, so they brought in C.J. Anderson to bring in that, uh, to get her a blunt roll. Blunt was nothing more than a backup by week seven. Um, oh, like Garrett Blunt roll. on Johnson had a yards per carry of 5.4. And they just got rid of Theo Riddick. Which means there's your you get your catching bag available. Yeah. And that's that, that was definitely... Heartening. Uh, disheartening is a word. Is heartening a word? Heartening. It was heartening. It was heartening me. I was, it, got me it hardened me. So good to hear the carry on Johnson. My Johnson was ready. Wreck it, Ralph. Um, yeah, dude, dude's solid. The only, the biggest thing is uh, I'm somebody who in three years in a row got burned by Ahmad Bradshaw. And so a few people have compared him. And uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Carson. And so Carson. also like. Uh, that type of runner. Just um, fierce, just like running to you, smash okay. you in the face for an extra yard, okay. which is fine unless you're 5'9", which he is. Right. So I'd love, I mean, I'm shy. I'm worried he's going to put f- five elite games together and then yeah. shatter his whole. So, oh, I mean, then you have CJ Anderson, who's been okay on a good offense, at least. See, that man has never seen a buffet that he did not go to. <laughs> he finished a buffet and stumbled into a hotel that had a buffet. And he hit that no. buffet. <laughs> he hit that buffet. Because why wouldn't you? <laughs> Tell you what, man. You got yourself a stew. <laughs> Carry-on's going at 311 right now. I can start my draft at the 11th pick with Julio, OBJ, and Carry-on Johnson. You're uh, you're winning some games. I'm happy. You're winning some games with that. You're scared to play me if that's my lineup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy, and listen, until until he runs off, the, I, I hope they're smart enough to use CJ every once in a while. Yeah, and Just a smaller guy like that needs a series off. Yeah, and he, you know what? Carry-on has even said last series, like, I'm not a workhorse running back. I function best in a committee, and they'll probably do, like, no, two series with him, one with CJ. And I think he's going to be perfectly fine. Sounds good to me. Um, let's go to the receivers. Kenny Galladay. Oh, God. You're not a fan? No, he's super good. I just, my uh, brother, my brother blows Kenny Galladay. Or if he was, or also if he listens to this, <laughs> renamed his son Kenny Galladay Eckbold. Because he's a, <laughs> he's such a fan of Galladay. Megatron Jr. is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's amazing. He's going to the back of the fourth round. I think that's too high. That's drafting him at his ceiling. On a team that is unquestionably, I don't say unquestionably, because really, who knows? That's why Vegas is smarter than us, but probably going to be the bottom of the division. Yep. Which means they will have to pass, but like you said, they're a running team. He's going too high. What I would much rather do is everyone's talking about Marvin Jones. I like Marvin Jones a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's saying, like, oh, this is Kenny's team now. Marvin Jones was injured. This is more of a 1A, 1B than A. Kenny than Marvin. You know what I mean? I mean? He looks like a serial killer. Yeah. Marvin Jones does. <laughs> but like an albino serial killer. 
Listen, um, he's going to uneventfully get you. I think Marvin's a great boom or bust wide receiver three or four. Just put him in your flex, and he can either have a game, he's going to win you the week. He's probably not going to lose you any weeks if he's your wide receiver Yeah, he's going to get you yeah, 60, 60 yards, you know, yeah. 60 yards and, and, and a half and, of a uh, touchdown. You know, I think I think Marvin and Galladay are going to have, they're just going to flip weeks where they blow up, except you can get Jones in the ninth round, whereas you can get Kenny in the fourth round. Right. Well, I'll take that this. train, yeah. Yep. What do you think? Danny Mandel was yeah. alive? Yeah. What do you think about him going? And, and I'm mostly just happy to know that my man is still alive. He's playing with Matt Patricia, who was a part of the Danny, Danny Amendola Patriots offense. Matt Patricia was the defensive coordinator. Yeah, but he was, I'm saying he was part of that team. He's seen him play good. He's seen him play good. And thus he, he, he runs the same type of Patriots system. <laughs> Danny Amendola's body is 12% duct tape. <laughs> like, I don't I don't want him for anything. You're gonna, he's going to play one really good game, and then he's going to be out for the season. Right, he he got concussed going to a buffet with C.J. Anderson one time. So like Danny Amendola is not. He's, that's unfortunate. He has so many concussions and injuries. But all right, tight ends. T.J. Hawkinson. I know you don't know much about the. He was the number one tight end drafter this year. So is that right? Did you hear about the big Iowa tight ends? Iowa had two. Is that a butt? Is that where butt comes from? Jake Butt. No, it's not Jake Butt. That's no fan. Wait, what? There's a sweet tight end named Jake Butt. Oh, yeah, but what does that have to do with Iowa? Or are you just asking? But. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so it was TJ Hawkinson, no fan. Fan went to Denver. And, um, they, dude, like, you watch their, they were both on the field, and they just destroyed their entire competition in college from these two guys. Not Penn so, State. Not Penn State. Not Penn State. Respect. <laughs> so he's a great talent. Rookie tight ends never produce. The only two that have in the last. 20 years for Gronk understand. and Evan Ingram last year when his... Did he were, produce? He produced because his starting four receivers were injured for the year. Oh, yeah. At the end, they were right. just like, who is yeah. it? Still or not last year. year, the year before. Whatever his computer was. Right, right. So, I read a stat recently that has shown teams either have a tight end or a running back that get a lot of receiving yards. And it never mixes because they run kind of the same route some part of the field. Teams either and like it was consistent through the NFL. If you have a great receiving back, Patriots they, all the time with James White and yeah, but they didn't really. James White had yeah, much better receptions than Gronk was out. Yeah, know. of course he's got better stats. That's what I'm saying. Is like when they play together, you have like Christian McCaffrey and Greg Olson this year. Who's going to get the catches? It's going to be McCaffrey. Greg Olson's still alive. These are this is news to me. These guys yeah, are all came, still. This is, he came back. And, but that's they what took I'm, spot that's what I'm saying. Broadcast. When you look at like the whole stats of whatever, teams either have a running back that produces in the receiving game. Eagles. Who's a who's a receiving back for the Eagles? They have Zacherts. The know? receiving back for the Eagles, Darren yeah, Sproles. They got Darren Sproles like, now. But does he produce well? Like he's I dope. I love him. But are you ever going to start him in your fantasy league? No. Exactly. Gonna be that's right. So he's going in the eleventh round right now. I'm not ever drafting him. They also have Jesse James. The outlaw, who I was super excited for him until they drafted TJ Hawkinson. Now Jesse James is just getting fucked. Jesse James, I think, was a beneficial beneficiary of that 600 targets that's coming out of uh, Pittsburgh. Pitt. They're throwing it to somebody. Jesse James, big tall dude, but I, in my in my few games that I see here in New York, we get that Pittsburgh game and that <laughs> Eagles game every week. Um, unless Baltimore's on a different time, yeah, they get no. There's no respect for for Eagles out here, man. Yeah, there isn't, man. Why do they we get see- skip? They're the game that gets missed. I see more Ravens games and shit like that than Philly. It's stupid. 
That's all right. They win this. They win this championship this year. It'll be fine. Oh, absolutely. The outlaw Jesse James. What a terrible way to finish. So let's finish with this. Your prediction on division. Uh, My prediction. Your oh. prediction division on uh, where they end up. The finish. You want to finish. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Sonic Arcology. Dogfish and spirits. Archaeology. Shush. Dude, you're a fucking English teacher. I'm no scientist. <laughs> I'm no scientist. I don't know words. I don't know. All right. My bet would probably be Green Bay number one. Okay. Chicago number two. Vikings three. Lions four. I'm going to say Green Bay Vikings. And I'm just going to be wild here. I'm going to go Lions and Bears. I'm going to say the Bears are the worst. I don't like Mitch Trubisky. I, I see that. But you didn't like him last year and they won. With doink, doink. No, they didn't. Eagles took him out. Doink, <laughs> doink. <laughs> there was a Valentine that came I out. Sent that you was that like, yeah, Cody Parky said, Is <laughs> Cody Parky in a field goal post? He's like, Girl, I've been missing you. <laughs> <laughs> you must be a field goal because I've been missing you. All right. Fuck the Bears. All right. <laughs> and fuck Cody Parky. He was the Eagles' uh, implant on that team for years. Yeah, right. That was, was fun, man. First one. Yep. Hey, cheers to that, cheers. buddy. Cheers. And cheers to you, you for listening through this one. Help out. You're and, a hero. Uh, join us on the next one where we talk about the NFC South? Yeah. South. Yeah.